Hi, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Noble Man Podcast. We're continuing with our tailgate series this week featuring Dr. Ed Gomes. Ed is the Director of Spiritual Development for the Liberty Flames football team at Liberty University. He spoke at our Waynesboro tailgate hosted by Wayne Hills Baptist Church in the spring of 2021. Dr. Gomes invites us to make every day count by living a transformed life. His text is Romans 12, 1 and 2. This passage is a favorite of mine. Let's jump in to be sharpened by this message from God's Word and God's Messenger. Guys, get yourselves ready because Ed Gomes is the chaplain for the Liberty Flames football team. He invests in young men all the time. He knows how to talk to men. He's going to speak to you and he's going to challenge you. And so buckle your seatbelts and get ready for Ed Gomes. He's been a friend of mine ever since we started the ministry. And I'm just so thankful to know him and thankful that he's here. Come on up, Ed. Did you get yourself turned on? There it is. Okay, that's good. All right. Now, hey, guys, great job. Great, great job. I'm glad I ain't playing the instruments. <laughs> We're going to get a little closer. Now, hey, I'll tell you what, fellas. I started over there. I ain't never had beer meat. I ain't never had, uh, what's that other one, uh, elk. I ain't never had elk. And um, I was hoping, guys, I could make my, you know, hit them all. But I only got to the second one. I did get some of the... Um, I got some of that, what's that, banana pudding? Oh, that was good. Oh, that was good. Oh, that was good banana pudding. But my, my goal originally was to start there, work all the way down, get to know you guys, introduce myself to you, and you get to know me. But I never it never happened, so uh, I apologize for that. Hey, guys, quickly, a friend of mine, Dr. Tim Clinton, just uh, wrote another book. It's called Take It Back. And it's it's for men. It's, 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 it's an excellent book. And they normally go, what you pay for yours? 25, but he's, he's going to give it uh, to, for you guys for 15 bucks. So if you're interested, I've got a few of them over there. 15 bucks. If you're going to, uh, if you're going to write a check, it's AACC. We can talk about that after. Hey, I want to, first of all, I want to thank God. I want to thank God because I remember where I was. I remember who I was before Jesus invaded my life. And so I want to make sure tonight that I give him glory. I give him praise because God is good. And then uh, I want to thank my brother Mike. You know, uh, one uh, we, we had a, a Noble Warriors Iron Shoppings Iron Conference, and I had told Brother Mike that, Brother, don't laugh. I'm going to show up with a toupee. Don't be laughing. I'm going to show up with a toupee. So I, I showed up. I said, Mike, you ain't going to believe, man. About two blocks away, man, 18-wheeler come by. Man, blew that sucker right off, man. It's gone. So anyway, so... So the next year, uh, he said, I've been, I've been thinking about you over the year. It felt so bad for you. So he said, come here, come here. i got something for you. Man, he put this wig on my head. Oh, brother, it, it was nasty. I, I don't know where you got that from. But anyways, but, but Mike, thank you for being a part of what's going on uh, here today. And uh, just a little bit about myself. I'm from Massachusetts, a Celtics fan, Patriots, Bruins, Red Sox. So uh, do you have any Pittsburgh Steelers fans in the house? Okay, Pittsburgh. How about Dallas Cowboys? Somebody said Dallas Cowboys fans, they're like, uh, oh, oh, Redskins. Oh, yeah, Redskins. Yeah, no, 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 not Redskins. Washington. What is it? Yeah, well, yeah, Washington football team. Sorry. I'm sorry. But anyway, somebody said, yeah, Dallas Cowboys, like a John Deere track, they're just overrated. But uh, I'm, just, I'm just quoting. I'm just quoting. I'm just quoting. I'm just quoting. I've uh, been married now 43 years. My wife, Ruth, 
She's retiring from teaching at Liberty. We have two, two beautiful children, four grandsons, and I love what I do. I love who I work with. And so it's a, it's a blessing. It's a privilege to be able to uh, be with you folks tonight. The message tonight has been titled, You Can't Have It Both Ways. You can't have it both ways. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You can't have it both ways. Let us pray. Father, thank you today. Thank you for the music. Father, thank you for the way that the music uh, just uh, prepares our hearts for the message. And God, tonight, I just want to say thank you for uh, the message that we heard in song. Oh, God, amazing grace. We all remember where we were, who we were before Jesus invaded our lives. And tonight we want to say thank you. Father, I don't know where everybody's at tonight. But I pray, God, that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will help me to say those things that, that he wants me to say. Help me to get out of the way so that tonight you can do what you want to do. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You can't have it both ways. You know, guys, when I think of what Paul has given to us here in these two verses, I can decide that I'm going to do it my way, and the end result is going to be wood, hay, and stubble. Or I can decide that I'm going to do it God's way. And instead of wood, hay, and stubble, it's just the opposite. I can decide that I want to live my life the way I want to live it. And the end result is me living my life the way that I want to live it. But if I make a decision to do it God's way, then I'm going to live my life the way God wants me to live it. In fact, I was talking to a number of our players a few weeks ago, and I said, hey, guys, I got saved when I was 17 years old. Man, we had a riot in our city. And some of you folks that are old, you know, in the early 70s, race relationships were terrible. They were far worse than they are now around the country. And we had a riot in our city. They burned down the buildings. They looted the buildings. We had a curfew. But, guys, I want to tell you, there were two guys, Russell and John. There was something about these guys that was different. I don't know what they had. I didn't know how to get what they had. And so we got done playing basketball, and we were sitting on the wall, and here comes Russell and John. And, man, Russell and John began to tell us about Jesus. Russell and John began to tell us that God had a plan for our life. I can see Jimmy, Butchie, Poopy, all these guys looking at John and Russell like they, you know, they just come off some ship or come from another planet. But at that time in my life, I was open. 
If you had invited me to your youth group, I would have went to your youth group. And so Russell and John began to tell us about Jesus. They began to tell us that God loved us, that Jesus died on the cross. He was buried. He rose again. And they, if you accept what he does, did for you on the cross, he'll do something for you that you cannot do for yourself. And so I listened to John and Russell. Two weeks later, I went down to John's house. John opened up the Bible, told me the same story. But he rose again. And that if I would accept what he did for me. See, my background was Roman Catholic. So I thought I had to do something to get to heaven. But that day when John opened up his Bible and he presented the gospel to me, I realized at that moment that becoming a Christian isn't based on something that I do, but rather it's accepting what Christ has already done. And guys, I want to tell you, that day at John's house, my life changed. And so I'm telling these guys that that day, in fact, I showed them the picture. I showed them a picture of John. I showed them a picture of that house. And I said, guys, on that day, God gave me a new one-two. And then on the other side, I put 67. And I began to just trace my story. And I got back to 67. And, guys, I'm telling you that us sitting right here today is a direct result of that decision that I made as a 17-year-old junior in high school. And I said, guys, most of my life has already been lived, lived, and I want every single day to count. I want every single day to count. You guys that are sitting over here, most of your life, unless Jesus comes, has yet to be lived. And my challenge to you, make every day count. Guys, we see Paul's exhortation in verse 1. I beseech you. We see Paul's exhortations based by the mercies of God. We see Paul's exhortations mandate, present your bodies. We see Paul's exhortations description, holy, acceptable, reasonable. But guys, there's two things that I want to talk about, and it's a negative and it's a positive. And it's found in verse Two. He says, and do not be conformed to this world. And that word conform refers to an act of an individual assuming an outward expression that does not come from within, nor is it a representative of his inner heart life. And Paul is saying, do not be conformed to the world. Guys, I remember when I got saved, there was a certain kind of music that I was listening to. Man, I'd put that music on, and all of a sudden, I just felt a little uneasy. I felt a little uneasy about the words or, or some of the things that, that they were saying in that song. And the reason why I was a little uneasy about that music that I was listening to. 
is because it was the kind of music that's like a dull saw. It dulls your spirit. And so I had to make a decision. Am I going to continue to listen to that kind of music? And as a result of listening to that kind of music, am I going to allow that music to determine who I'm going to be as a Christian? And guys, there are things that the enemy uses to get us to adapt and conform to who they are. And all it is is nothing but a trap to set us up so that we can be ineffective and not be all that God wants you and I to be. Now, I wouldn't go as far as saying that you shouldn't listen to music that's not Christian. I wouldn't go that far. But I want to ask you a question. What kind of music are you listening to on a regular basis? Is it the kind of music that that creates joy? Is it the kind of music that, that lifts your spirit? Is it the kind of music that encourages you to walk with God? Or is it that kind of music that, that puts things in your mind that just sets you up for failure? And again, let me say it, guys. I'm not saying that we shouldn't listen. That, I'm not saying that we should just listen to Christian music. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying if you're listening to music that's conforming you to the world, all you're doing is you're setting yourself up for something that's going to take you out. Let me talk about the values. We talk about what's important. We talk about those things that have to do with character. And guys, I don't know about you. I do not want to be conformed to this world. I don't want to be conformed to this world because what the world offers is nothing but trouble. What the world offers is nothing but that which ends in disaster. There's nothing that the world can give you that's going to satisfy that spiritual uh, 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 desire to be all that God wants you to be. I remember after I got saved, man, Bubba said, hey, man, what happened to you, man? All of a sudden, now you ain't doing them things you used to do. How come all of a sudden, now, man, you don't want to go, you don't want to go to some of those places you used to go? I remember Butchie, and Butchie knew me, and I knew Butchie, because if I was doing something wrong, Butchie was there. Butchie knew me. And Butchie's telling Shorty about me. He said, that guy changed Overnight. And one of the things that was important to me, Brother Mike, as a young believer, is that if I was going to win my friends to Christ, if I was going to win those guys that I was trying to win to Jesus, the greatest thing I could be is an example. So when those guys tell me to do this and do that and do this and do that, how am I going to tell them about Jesus? Back I remember one night, couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep. Trying to go to sleep, couldn't sleep. I went up, I woke up, went down to the playground where some of the guys hung out in the summertime. Man, I walked, there was about five or six guys on the corner. So I, I began telling them guys, Jesus. And then I handed them all the gospel track and I walked away. And this guy, Lonnie, said, hey, hey, can, hey, hey, can I talk to you? About 1130 at night. He said, man, I've been watching you for the last two years. 
He said, tonight, I want to get saved. Did you hear what he said? He's been watching me for what? Two years. And guys, it's time that we got off the fence. It's about time that we decided that we're going to follow Jesus all out, sink or swim, high water, low water. I'm going to follow him regardless of who's coming. I'm going to follow Jesus. Only got saved that night. Guys, the way we live is important. The way we live is important. And we're either conforming to the world or, I like, I like the positive in that same verse. Paul says what? Do not be conformed. But he says what? Be transformed how? By the renewing of your word. Transformation refers to an act of a person changing his outward expressions from that which he has to a different one, an expression which comes from and is representative of his inner being. Guys, I don't know about you. I want to just park on this for a little while. I want to be transformed. And Paul says, how are we transformed? By the renewing of our mind. And guys, one of the ways that you and I can renew our mind is we become a student of the book. We read it, we study it, we memorize it, we meditate on it, we communicate it, we follow it. I remember one time, man, I got, Mike, I got a letter from my girlfriend. She was going to school, Brother Joe, she was going to school in Indiana. <clears throat> and man, I sometimes I check my I check check my mailbox on Saturday, thinking maybe something come in after I, you know. Man, I got this one letter. Oh, brother, man, I brother, I went to the bathroom, locked the door, sat on the phone like I was taking care of business. And man, I was reading that, man. I was reading that letter. Oh gosh, we know. Oh, man. Another time, man, I, I got a letter that day. I was, in back, I was in the back of the class. Man, I had my book out. Old Mr. Dudley. And, man, I, he didn't know I had, I had the, the letter. Man, I was reading. Forget his English class. I got a letter from my girlfriend. He asked me, he asked me a question. I said, Mr. Dudley, could you repeat that question again? I, I didn't have a clue what he was talking about. I was reading that letter. You know what, guys? This is a love letter. <coughs> this is God's love letter. Oh, love it. One of the ways that I can renew my mind is to allow God <coughs> to get me to think like I'm supposed to think. Man, I thought that God was up there. Before I got saved, God was up on a baseball bat. He getting ready to knock me over the head with, with, with you know, I did something wrong. <coughs> it's Dennis, right? Dennis the Menace? I mean, Dennis. Yeah. <coughs> man, I thought God was, man, with a baseball bat going to conk me in the head. <laughs> Somebody said, yeah, I can see he should conk you a few times. 
You sure can't you ain't got no more here. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. It's, it's Carl, right? Joseph. Joseph? Okay. <laughs> funny, huh, bro? No. <laughs> no, that's funny. Real funny. But anyway, so so um what's I talking about? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um what was I talking about? Oh yeah, so I, yeah, yeah. That, that's good, fellas. I'm a Patriots fan. <clears throat> Football bet, yeah. So um but guys, I gotta tell you, my view of God was all distorted. But after I got saved, began to look into the Word of God, study the Word of God, I began to realize that God loved me, God cared about me. God was interested in me. God wasn't up there with a baseball bat trying to knock me in the head. God loved me. I began to think about God a little different, guys. Because I began to see who God was in the Word. Guys, let me ask you a question. In the last seven days, in the last seven days, have you been in the Word? I ought to be able to ask any one of you guys, just like you ought to be able to ask me, Goals, what is your plan for getting in the Word? Guys, I want to get into God's Word because I want to see what God has to say about me. I want to see what God has to say about what he wants me to do and how he wants me to do it. Guys, one of the ways that we can be transformed from one from within is to allow the word of God to permeate our thoughts. One of the ways that we can allow the Holy Spirit to transform us from within is to apply God's word to whatever that situation might. I remember I got saved. We in, a, we in a summer league championship. Man, we in the championship game, and referee, he, he, he made a bad call. So I dropped F-ball on the referee. And my spiritual big brother was at the ball game. He said, brother, I know you got saved, but we got to work on that language. You know what we did? We went to the Word, man. Began to memorize the Word, began to apply the Word. I remember, man, I got saved, and God had placed a desire to study study the Bible. And uh, I was dating this girl, and 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 and, and I uh, had a junior uh, scholarship to a junior college in Rhode Island, and, and but God was placing a desire to study the Bible. So I went to this Bible school in Newport, Rhode Island, 25 students, no gym class. My family thought I was nuts. They thought it was crazy. Going to give a scholarship up to go to a Bible college with 25 students and don't even have a gym class. And I was dating this girl, and she said, oh, man, no, no. I mean, you can always study the Bible. Go, go to college. And God gave me Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Man, guys, I went to the Bible college. Man, it's, it's like, God took the desire to play basketball away. Gone. I was going to write my brother Paul and see if I could get a job where he worked at with the power company, electric power company, and, and we had a pickup game. We had a pickup game. We were going to share our testimonies during halftime. And, and one of the professors, 
He knew someone that was in Newport, Rhode Island. I didn't know the guy, but he was, he was the starting quarterback for the U.S. Navy football team. And he's finishing up his time in Newport, Rhode Island. And so we played the ball game, shared our testimony. He's going to Lynchburg because he's going to prepare to be a pastor. He gets to Lynchburg, Virginia. He talks to the basketball coach, and, and they start talking, and, and the coach said, you know, anybody who plays basketball might help us out. He said, well, I can't think of anybody, but if I do, I'll let you know. On the way back to Rhode Island, he thinks about me. I never heard of Lynchburg in my life. Next thing I know, man, I got a, I got a, I got a call from the basketball coach. Man, God brought their desire back. But, guys, all I'm saying is this, man. I can tell you from age 17, as I look forward, man, to where I'm at now, 67. Guys, there, there wasn't one of these, man. No, there wasn't one of those, man. I had people in my life that would encourage you. I had people in my life that, that were, were, were behind me. And, guys, I can tell you, man, those things that God told me to get rid of, he replaced them with better things. I don't know about you guys, but I want to be, I want to be transformed from within. And I want God to use the things of God, the people of God, to help me to become all that God wants me to become. Let's pray. Father, thank you today for the opportunity to just talk to the men as men. Maybe there's someone here today, and God, they don't have that assurance of salvation. They don't know if they died today, they'd go to heaven. They don't really know. But God, They're here tonight, and they're here tonight to hear the gospel. That Jesus died, he was buried, he rose again for them. And with heads bowed and eyes closed, maybe you're here tonight. You say, Ed, I, I, don't, I don't really know if, if I died today, I'd go to heaven, but I sure would like to know. Would you have enough guts to slip your hand up and say, Ed, that's me? You're here today, and you say, Ed, I know Jesus, but I know there's an area in my life that I I've got a gift of God, man, because I've been allowing the world to conform me instead of the Spirit of God to transform me. And Ed, I'd like for you to pray for me tonight. Anybody? Just high enough so I can see it. Be honest. Thank you. I appreciate your honesty. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Anybody else? I appreciate your honesty, guys. Anybody else? Father, tonight, you know what the needs are. I pray you help the men to do exactly what you want them to do because you love them. God, thank you for what you're doing here tonight. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to have his way. In Jesus' name, amen. Men, so are you living the world's way or God's way? We're surrounded by temptations to lean into the traps and the snares that Satan uses to lure us toward the world. But we can renew, refresh, and sharpen our minds by living in the Word. So men, are you living in the Word daily? Honestly, I'm glad you're listening to this podcast, but we need to pick up our Bibles and truly engage God's Word. That's your challenge for today. Check out our show notes for references as well as links to Dr. Ed's bio and his contact information. If you were blessed by this message, would you share it with someone? 
It would also be a blessing to us if you would take time to give us a review and a rating on your podcast service. And one final thought, guys. We're working on our fall tailgate series and inviting friends and fans to help us fund the work. Visit noblewarriors.org slash donate and partner with us to encourage men to walk with Christ and lead well across the state. God bless you.